Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shemer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. All right, we are on the next Aliyah in our Torah portion for this week called Teruma, which means contributions, and it's taken from the book of Exodus, and this time we are talking about the menorah, the golden seven-branched uh, menorah lampstand that was in the uh, tabernacle and eventually in the temple. So we're going to be discussing that and getting into the spiritual side of what that is and what that meant and the symbolism in it, etc., etc. So in Exodus chapter um, 25, in verse 31, it says, this is God. He's giving Moses instructions on the different furnishings and uh, the different construction materials regarding the tabernacle, how it's all to fit together, how it's all to be put together. Now, he gives Moses these instructions, but Moses isn't the one that's building these things. There are two guys um, that are uh, building and uh, uh, creating these uh, furnishings and these materials and these objects, and God gave them the wisdom <clears throat> and the uh, uh, the capacity to be able to, and the creativity to be able to make these things. Now, the menorah was one of these things that uh, Moses just could not comprehend. Up to this point, Moses understood about the silver sockets, and he understood about the, the posts and the cords and the curtains. He understood about the Ark of the Covenant and, the, and even the complicated table of showbread. He understood all these things. He could visualize them in his head. He's like, okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. But when it came to the menorah and the way that God described it, Moses is like, I don't get it. I just simply don't get it. He's like, that's okay. You don't need to get it. <laughs> the guys that are working on this is the only one that needs to get it. And when he relayed this divine inf information to the uh, artisans that created the furnishings, they're like, oh yeah, simple, we know what this means. And it just kind of blew Moses' mind, this all according to uh, uh, Jewish tradition. Now, in Exodus chapter 25, starting with verse 31, it says, you are to make a menorah. Uh, some translations say candlestick or candle albra, but menorah is really the best translation because it is this seven-branched candle uh, albra, this seven-branched uh, uh, menorah. Uh, you are to make a menorah of pure gold by hammered work. Its base, stems, cups, bulbs, flowers, see how complicated this is, how detailed and intricate this is, are to be one piece. So this is to be forged out of one uh, a piece of gold, one ingot of gold. There are to be six branches coming out of the side, three branches of the menorah on one side, and there are three branches on the other. So branches starting to sound like a tree, and I think that there is a correlation here. There are to be three cups shaped like almond blossoms in one branch, so this menorah was modeled after a tree, specifically after an almond tree. And according to rabbinic tradition and Jewish tradition and according to extra-biblical text, the tree of life was believed to be an almond tree. Uh, and it, and uh, the, the uh, staff that uh, was used in all of the plagues and all the miracles in the Exodus account, uh, it was Aaron's rod that budded. Uh, it, too, uh, was said to be an almond branch, and legend has it that it was actually a branch that was passed down from Adam um, all the way 
uh, and it made its way to, to Moses and to Aaron, and this was a branch from the tree of life itself because it was an almond branch. So it says there to be three cups shaped like almond blossoms in one branch, each with a bulb and a flower, then three cups made like almond blossoms on the next branch with bulbs, uh, with a bulb and a flower, and so forth for the six branches coming out of the menorah. Within the menorah will be four cups made like almond blossoms with bulbs and flowers. There's to be a bulb under two branches of the first piece. Now look, I'm reading this, and I don't even get it. So it doesn't surprise me that Moses supposedly didn't get it either, because it's pretty intricate and pretty complicated. There's to be a bulb under two branches of the first piece, a bulb under two branches of the second piece, a bulb under the two branches of the third piece uh, for the six branches coming out of the menorah. Their bulbs and their branches are to be one piece of a single hammered work of pure gold. You are also to make seven lamps for it and set the lamps up to shed light over the space before it. So we know that the menorah was in the holy place and the neighbors to the menorah was the table of showbread and the table of, or the altar of incense rather. And so this was to create a, a light for that workspace and that work area because they didn't have electricity. There were no other lights in there. Uh, this holy place was, was uh, um, the tabernacle, which was thick uh, fabric and skins and coverings, and it would have been pitch black inside were it not for the menorah. So the menorah represents seven days of creation. It represents the seven days of creation. Now, I read yesterday, and I wish I had the book with me, that um, uh, this menorah represents the seven days of creation. And um, the, the way the tabernacle was, was furnished and the way that God dictated um, how the tabernacle was to be made, um, the way that, that uh, the Hebrew words it, and the Lord spoke to Moses and said, and the Lord spoke to Moses and said, um, it kind of mimics the seven days of creation. So spiritually speaking, this was the creation, the tabernacle was kind of like the creation of Israel as a nation. And uh, that's kind of what that symbolizes. Now, as I have already let the cat out of the bag, um, the, uh, the, the menorah also is an almond tree and represents the tree of life. Um, the menorah sheds light. Uh, the Torah is a light because it is uh, it is the illumination of the mind of God. It is showing us what God's ideas are, what God's expectations are, what God's uh, words are. So it is a light. Uh, so it represents the Torah, but it also represents Messiah Yeshua because Messiah Yeshua said, I am the light of the world. And this is all discussed in, in John chapter 1. So we know also that Yeshua is the living manifestation of the written Torah. He is also called the Word of God also in John 1. So this menorah represents Yeshua. It represents Torah. It represents the Word of God. It represents light. Um, now we know that uh, uh, the Torah is the, the, five, the five books, the five books of Moses, right? And so you also have the prophets and the writings. So you have the Torah, you have the Nevi'im, and you have the Ketuvim. The Nevi'im are the prophets, like Jeremiah and Isaiah, and the Ketuvim is the writings, like the Psalms and the Proverbs uh, and, and, and things like that. But if you notice, all that together equals seven. It equals seven. So the menorah represents the Word of God. 
It represents the entire Old Testament, the entire Tanakh. Now, let's go ahead. This is, you know, Exodus is very close to the beginning of the book. Um, so Revelation is the end of the book. So let's talk about the menorah that's found in the book of Revelation. In Revelation chapter 1, verses 12 through 20, it says, this is John speaking, and John speaking about the revelation that God was giving him. And it says, Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking with me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden menorot. Menorot is plural for menorah. So he saw seven menorahs. In the midst of the menorot, I saw one like the Son of Man, clothed in a robe down to his feet, with a golden belt wrapped around his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool. Uh, white like snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like polished bronze refined in a furnace, and his voice was like the roar of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came forth a sharp two-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining at full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet uh, like a dead man, but he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last, and the one who lives was dead, but look, I am alive forever and ever. Moreover, I hold the key of death and Sheol, death and hell, death and the grave. Therefore, write down what you have seen, what is, and what will happen after these things. As the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden menorot, the seven stars are the seven angels or the seven messengers, I believe the seven congregational leaders, pastors, rabbis, if you will, of Messiah's seven communities. And the seven menorahs are the seven communities. So here we see that in the, in the Exodus uh, regarding the menorah of the tabernacle, it represents the Torah represents the whole Tanakh. The whole Old Testament represents the Word of God. It represents light. Therefore, it represents Yeshua the Messiah. What did Yeshua the Messiah say in his teachings and preachings in the Brit Chadesha, in the New Testament? He says, you are now the light of the world. I am the light of the world. I'm passing that torch to you. You follow me. You do what I do. You become the light of the world. You are salt and light. You are the light of the world. So it says here that the seven men wrote, uh, the seven noras in Revelation 1 are the seven churches, the seven synagogues, if you will, the seven uh, uh, um, called out communities of God. So it is the believers that become the menorah, that become the menorot here in Revelation because we are supposed to be shedding the light and spreading the light and we're supposed to be spreading the word, uh, the truth of God, God's words. So um, guys, thanks so much for uh, listening today. Uh, hope you uh, got something out of it. Hope you have a great day. Uh, shalom. Love you guys. And God bless.